Welcome to Slacker Motor Radio with Brad and Addison. Based out of the Pacific Northwest, we're talking motorcycles in the motorcycle community, and we're excited to have this hour with you. Here we go. Welcome back, Slackers. Brad, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing? <laughs> For those that uh, weren't here in the recording, that's round two, but uh, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that's good. Did you have a good weekend? I did. It uh, wasn't too bad. Weather turned uh, a little bit rainy, but, you know, it's nice to cool everything off a little bit. Uh, looks like it may be turning for the worst again here a uh, couple days, but, you know, I still got out, got some time to ride, get a little moto work done. It, it really ended up being just fine. Um, also kind of made the family sit down and really enjoy some time uh, in the same room, because uh, with all this going on, we seem to be starting to to migrate to our safe spots and not spending quite as much time together now that we're a month plus into this COVID stuff. Yeah. Needing a little bit of separation at times. I can see that. Yeah. With the rain, it kind of forced everybody to, to get together again. So that was nice. We spent some time, watched a movie and had to uh, have popcorn kind of did a, a movie day of sorts. Ooh, what, what kind of movies? We watched a few things throughout all this. Uh, we watched the new Disney onward. So Disney was pretty cool. I got to say, those that don't have Disney Plus, um, you know, take advantage of it because Disney's actually putting all their new movies onto Disney Plus, the ones that everyone else is requiring you to uh, to rent at exorbitant rates as a as a theater rental of sorts. Uh, Disney's been putting them right on Disney Plus. So, uh, yeah, we watched that with the kids. It wasn't too bad. Wow. That's uh, that's pretty wild. I know that there's been a lot of talk of things moving electric but or uh, digital. But oh, that's cool that you guys were able to do that. Are you guys on a free trial or doing it? Uh... We've got uh, Verizon, so we're lucky enough that uh, our our cell provider gives us at least the first year free on Disney Plus. Oh, so and we've enjoyed that. It's been nice to uh, to have the you know the opportunity to watch these shows. Some of them are old ones that that we enjoyed as kids and. Obviously, some of the newer ones, but it's nice to to have that available for you know different things on. There's a lot of uh, different entertainment options now that we're all kind of stuck at home. Disney's is really you know not not the bottom of the barrel. It's not bad. Yeah, Escape to Witch Mountain. Got to watch that one. <laughs> <laughs> Brink, man, it's all about Brink. Motocrossed. Mm-hmm. Oh, a handful of these good '90s made-for-TV movies about extreme sports, bro. <laughs> Uh, well, that's good that you guys did something as a family. I'm more interested, though, uh, to tell you the truth, we wasted a few minutes here talking about Disney. But uh, what, what did you do on the motorcycle? What did I do on the motorcycle? Well, I rode uh, rode into a, a shop that we've got available for uh, some custom work and uh, started building a rear rack. I've kind of been designing it and fabbing it up and in my head, at least. I uh, had a pretty good design, did a little bit of cardboard prototyping. Uh, to figure out at least the right mounting bracket, bent some steel for the actual rack itself, bent some round tube to uh, to fab up around, but kind of had cut pieces. I've got, if we go out a little bit, uh, get out of, of the house here and go to the shop, I can use some better equipment. So did that on Saturday, um, grabbed my cut pieces, kind of refined, did some finish cuts so they weld up nice. 
uh, started welding everything together and at least got the outer frame complete. Uh, it's been a while since I've been able to, to go and kind of custom fab, so I forgot how long things take, especially solo. It was nice back when I could have buddies come or someone else come help out in the shop. Just sitting there solo, man, cutting and, and fitting and having to remount everything fully so that it holds because I can't, you know, I can't hold the piece and tack the item on and do everything. I've got to remount everything, unbolt it, rebolt it. I ended up taking the brackets that I fabbed up off and on probably 20 times within that, that period, which is a, a bit of work. And the position they're at, they're not easy to uh, to mount up. So it takes uh, some finesse and really short strokes on the wrench. And uh, I ended up taking forever. I was there for about five hours uh, and got just the outer frame done. Kind of decided it was time to, to head home and spend some time with the family. But I'm happy with the results. I think it looks good. Um, I'm realizing some flaws in my on-paper design that the mounting in the way that it sits is very difficult to get set up. And if I have the cross braces and rear mount supports on them permanently, there will be no way that I will be able to mount the rear rack to the bike with a seat and you know with everything that's supposed to be there. So what I'm realizing now is I'm going to have to basically have the cross beam and lateral supports bolt on to this outer frame. This is going to have to be the frame with a couple of mount tabs for me to actually bolt on the remaining pieces. Because if I add anything else that hard mounts to the bike, uh, it just won't go on without require you know requiring disassembly. Well, I think some of this is because you've uh, you're making it nice and tight, and you're making it very clean from the sketches and discussions that we've had in the past. And as a result, it's just gonna yeah you you, you can't finagle it on there because of how you have it. So I could see that. Yep, taking a break from it gives me a chance to look at how I'm going to mount, how I'm going to bolt, how I'm going to attach pieces that is more or less hidden. I don't really want, you know, big, you know, hex heads poking out and extra little things. It's it's very clean as just an outer rim right now. And I want to make sure that once all put together, it continues to look like a very clean finished product. So I've got a couple of things running through my head that I think I can really uh, utilize to do that. But it's going to take some, some significant fabs. So I kind of decided to, once I got that outer rim, kind of got the inner pieces cut and ready to be welded on or realized that I shouldn't weld them, need to mount them. And I decided I'll take a break and, and really think out my mounting procedures so that it continues to have the function that I need, but also be uh, very aesthetically form-fitting to the rear of the bike. I really like that I put a lot of effort into making sure it matches the, the form. I know, Brad, you were helpful in that to kind of give a another eye to make sure I'm seeing all the angles. But, uh, you know, make sure that it, it matches the, the form of the bike, that it, it looks like it is factory should be there doesn't deter from the style i think it's going to be really awesome uh, now did you end up buying a, or building a tail tidy uh not yet i haven't gone that far into it uh really i'm kind of with covid and everything going on i'm just working from you know uh, i've analyzed what's more important within my list of things i want to do to to add to the bike I still have the uh, the Gladiator project. I've still got to do a little bit of maintenance work on the chicken wing uh, in order to sell it here in the next few months. So there's other things on my plate that are 
keeping, uh, you know, keeping me from giving a hundred percent of effort on this bike. So I'm, uh, you know, kind of analyzing and making sure I understand uh, what's most important, what I want first, what, uh, you know, how to go that route to make sure that I can get these things done. At least the things I need for this year's big trip, uh, without maybe adding too much time or money into the frivolous things at this point. So, so you, you made a comment and it, you, you didn't give me any time to uh, respond, but you're selling the chicken wing. Is this to Papa Bear? It is. Okay. It is. Yeah, we've got a, uh, a plan set up that uh, the big issue now is getting an endorsement. So I guess we can kind of get into the first part of the, the class. At this time, you know, everybody's looking for little stress relief everybody's trying to kind of get some things back to normal and and spend time on hobbies and, and things like that he's of course kind of looking to get his endorsement he's been riding dirt for a number of years uh, basically most of his life um but never had a street endorsement so that's the the issue now is all those classes are canceled for social distancing um and and that's all been postponed and, and set back for him so once he gets that endorsement, he's going to pick up the bike and, and be able to ride around wherever he wants. But for the time being, got to make sure that the second he's got everything dialed in, uh, things are ready to go. Yeah, yeah, because there was a time in the earlier 2000s that he could have just gone in and got his endorsement. But now he's technically he's required in Oregon to get his endorsement because it was kind of a tiered process where certain age groups every year, it kept on getting larger or older, I should say, had to then, if they were getting their endorsement for the first time, take it. So he finds himself in this uh, unfortunate circumstance, knowing that, uh, you know, if he would have just done this when he was riding dirt bikes, he would be done and ready to go. Yeah. And well, it makes it hard to to not necessarily acquire new, new skills, but do it the right way. Um, you know, getting getting a lot of these basic things, right? If your tabs are expiring, you've got to kind of find the loopholes to be able to to ride with expired tabs because a lot of DMVs and a lot of DEQs and things like that in different states are, are closed for the time being. So it kind of becomes that moment where he's ready to get the ball rolling, but you know, due to regulation and due to all of this um, social distancing and uh, shelter in place and the different things happening, uh, he's not able to kind of cross the T's and dot the I's. Mm, well, I know he he's listening right now, and but and I feel for you. I'm sorry, and uh, I know that you're going to be able to get out there soon. You can go sit in uh, Addison's garage anytime you want. You have my permission, and just be really awkward and sit on the motorcycle. Yeah, motorcycle sounds are free in the garage. You can go ahead and make as many as you want. <laughs> uh, Wouldn't be the first time. I can tell you that much. I know that's what I meant. The uh, <laughs> but otherwise, yeah, kind of been been plugging away at that, working on opening up a little bit more space in the shop here at home so I can get a little bit more done. Awesome. But uh, really trying to take advantage of this time at home to to really get ready for stuff. Oh, are you okay? Are you, do you need me to call an ambulance? I've, I've just been crying a lot. Sorry. That's uh, the effects of COVID here. I've got a dog that's losing its mind, thinks I'm talking to myself over here. Yeah. Well, you Sometimes won't. I do too, truth be told. <laughs> uh no so uh so what 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 is going on in the motorcycle community right now i mean have you seen anything personally that's kind of just stood out i mean i've seen a couple articles come out and I, I know there's more than that but what, what stood out for you 
So I think there's a lot, uh, a lot happening behind the scenes right now. Uh, a lot of the kind of what we're talking about here, a lot of the official, you know, getting your endorsement and these official items make it, uh, you know, make it difficult to, to get that done. But at the same point, one of the big ones that I think of is Roland Sands. Uh, he's got the coronavirus bike build-off going on right now. Uh, and you can look that up. We'll have a link in, uh, in our Facebook page as well as on Patreon. Um, but if you look through that, basically it's a, it's a biker build-off from your garage while you've got some time off if you do uh, with just a handful of rules. You know, it's got uh, just got the, the five rules for this build. Uh, rule number one, build what you like. Prefer it to be two wheels and motorized, but if you build a trike or a bicycle, they won't be mad. Rule number two is, of course, you got to hashtag a completed build, but uh, you may not win if you've already got that that build done. Um, They want you to be working on it through the the virus. Rule three is they don't know when it's going to go, when when all of this will end, when we'll be out of quarantine, when we'll be out of social distancing. So there's actually no end date for this build. Uh, They're guessing, you know, mid-May, mid-June, but things could change, be extended or shortened, so it's got to be done, kind of when everything, when all the uh, quarantine and all the government regulations kind of get lifted, that's when you've got to have a bike to show. Right, okay. Rule number four is to socialize, of course, online. This isn't uh, go out and hang out, but socialize, have fun, talk about it, hashtag, share your bike with your friends, basically talk about what you're doing and and kind of become a, a good community. And rule five is that it's a worldwide competition. So we're all in this together. Uh, we're all joined in the same purpose, really, to get through all the corona- coronavirus stuff, um, but also can be joined together kind of building what we love, our, our bikes. So I thought that was pretty cool. The Roland Sands kicked this off. You can find, you know, uh, coronavirus bike build-off. You can find all this stuff on uh, on Instagram. It's probably the easiest place to find it, but I'm sure Roland Sands has it in many other places. Um, but it's a, a pretty cool pretty cool setup that they've got really instagram based but showing a lot of things that people are working on with a little bit of the time maybe they have off or just you know with the time they have where they're not out running errands and doing the things they normally do kind of what we've been talking about the last couple weeks if you catch our last few episodes talking about using this time at home to our advantage to learn skills and work on projects that we want to do around the house and things like that it's an opportunity to share what we're doing and, and really come together as a community yeah, that's interesting. So has anything kind of stood out for you so far that you've been following? Been a handful of good builds. Uh, a lot of guys are, are really going all out for it because I think, you know, I don't think a lot of, for at least shops that generally run off of customer commissions and things like that, I think they're getting a ton of input right now. Um, you know, I know our local shop, Motoco, out here that that is kind of one of my local favorites. They, uh, you know, they're they're only open for special requests. Uh, they're not open normal business hours, but if you have a project or something that needs fixed, he'll go in and basically him and 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 himself only will go and work on it to keep, you know, to keep up with this protection and social distancing and making sure we're not really putting anybody at risk unnecessarily. Uh, you can drop off your bike and he'll he'll work on it, but otherwise they're not open. Um, similar situation in some of the local shops. We've talked about this again in, in previous episodes. But a lot of those local guys that also do customs are, are taking advantage of this time to work on, you know, that that old flathead frame in the back corner of their shop that's been sitting for five years or, 
you know, that CT70, that little Honda Trail 70 that's been sitting for 20 years. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of what I've seen are older bikes that look like kind of were a dream project or a, you know, a back pocket project 20 years ago that guys are now pulling out of their back pocket to work on for this. Both to, you know, obviously participate in this build and create that community, but also just because it's something they wanted to do. And that's what's kind of cool to see for me on these builds is it's not just, you know, they're not here to win the one show. They're not here to win the hand-built show. They're not here to get on, you know, bikes, bike EXF. They're looking to really just uh, promote riding, to promote uh, really what they love. They're doing it out of passion for the sport, not necessarily out of, uh, you know, any competition or, or need to win and, and do anything crazy. Now, now, you say that this is not for like the one moto show, but Rolling Sands is a big sponsor for the moto show. I could very well see many of what we are watching get built end up at the one moto show. I mean, are you suggesting that that's not where these are going to end up? Oh, I agree. I I think they'll show up at the one show. I think some of them may even be competition within the one show. Some of these builders, I mean, there's builders, very talented out there that are using this time to really kind of hone their skills and try new things. So I think you're right. We'll see it show up. We'll see them throughout the world over the next while. But um, but at the same point, you know, most of what I'm seeing people submit, and maybe it's just because this is so much more of a global uh, social experiment within this time. A lot of it is just kind of, you know, guys that are working on a bike they've wanted to work on. So there's a lot of passion in it, just and not passion to be an excellent builder and passion to be right to win these these awards there is a a small cash purse that goes with whichever one roland sands and his team decide is their favorite so there is something to be won but really it's a lot of people showing up what they're building and trying to come together to help one another so i think that's what i like about it i I think we'll see them to your point but it's not going to be a you know what we see on Roland Sands and, and with that hashtag, we're not going to see a bunch of perfectly polished, super professional bikes. You're going to see a lot of good, cool, local customs. Uh, very much what the one show used to be, kind of. Still is to some effect, but very much, you know, local builds without big money behind them. Yeah, no, and, and I think it's really awesome. I think one of the things that it's doing is, at a minimum, getting people to think about what they could be doing at this time. And that, Hey man, even if you don't finish, get out there and go build that bike, go work on it. And, you know, don't, you, you know, it's, you can only watch so much uh, Netflix or Disney plus before one gets a little bit stir crazy and go out and, and have some fun and build a bike, share what you're doing and be a part of the community. Right. That was one thing that you emphasized or the rules emphasized multiple times. And uh, connect with others, chat, and ha- try to you know have a little bit of a good time and see what other people are doing. Very cool. I agree. And uh, kind of back to your question, I mean, you had mentioned you know what what's going on with the motorcycle community, what's happening. I think on a on a corporate level, I think there's some concerns, some stress there. I don't think uh, I'm sure sales are down. Um, I've read a number of articles talking about um, the Australian industry, the U.S. industry, the European industry. And how uh, big, big dealers are really struggling to get any bikes off their lot, which, of course, makes sense when you can't really go anywhere to buy. It's hard to sell. Um, but at the same point, I, I am seeing a, an influx of people riding. 
uh, when I drive the car to go somewhere or just go on a quick, quick drive with the family or do something to kind of just get out of the house for a little bit. I see a lot of bikes. Now, granted, I'm right off of the gorge. I'm right off of, you know, where, where a lot of people will go to ride. So I might be at a, a slight influx where I'll see more than the average person on these nicer days. Right. Right. But it's still compared to years past compared to, to situations past, there is definitely an influx of people out riding. Um, I would say, you know, I, I doubt that there's an increase of registered bikes over the last three months <laughs> just because of everything happening. But I would say those that already had bikes are taking advantage of the opportunity to, you know, get out. We've talked about this in a couple episodes now, but relieve that stress to go get out and enjoy the fresh air and just kind of get out of their day to day stuck at home type mentality and, and enjoy that freedom that motorcycling gives. So I think there very well could be a spike at the end of this of motorcycle sales, definitely of service and things that people didn't do or didn't want to go to the shop to do that I think will uh, will help kind of kickstart the economy of motorcycles back a little bit. I don't know that it's going to make up the difference from all of this. Um, there probably will be some effects of whether it's uh, you know local shops going out of business or, or different things like that. There will probably be some negative effects despite the fact that none of us want that. Um, but I think as a whole, I really don't know that this is going to hurt the motorcycle community, uh, too much. Yeah. You would hope that, uh, some of these places as unfortunate as this, uh, circumstances for them and people not being able to go in and shop right now, that they would have, that they would be, uh, planted enough and have enough going on and that they've been saving and, and such that that they could weather this kind of a storm. Uh, but I think that it depends on the duration of this, of this uh, quarantining or self-isolation um, initiative that's going on right now. If this goes all the way into, and I'm not saying that it's going to go this far, I don't think it's going to do this, but let's say it went to December. Well, the riding season in a lot of parts of the country is going to be over at that point. And so I, I think that there's definitely going to be some increase in purchases at from zero to something, obviously. But had the stimulus checks, I think, come when everything was open again, I think we would have seen an even bigger influx of people huh. purchasing motorcycles. And, and the problem with the stimulus check and, and it being used for those businesses that are closed right now is that by the time it's opened again, they're not going to have that fund, right? I think you're right. I mean, that's a very interesting point that as they've been shipped out and, and sent to people this early, at least in the U.S., um, I think you're, we, you have a really good point that people are using them now to, to get by or you know, purchase something special or whatever it is to simulate the economy or at least just keep themselves on float so they're running at a somewhat normal pace. Um, but yeah, those businesses that are not able to function currently are not reaping the benefits of that check. No, and, and maybe they will. And, and, and I know a lot of people are using those to your point, uh, to keep afloat, to buy the essentials of what they need to, to get things done that need to be done. But, but for what the intent of this was as well is to stimulate the economy. And right now it's just large corporations that provide, uh, what is considered essential at this time. And obviously groceries is there, but then you also have 
home improvement stores and and those that are set up for online retail already and so so Amazon and such so it's a lot of those are the big corporations so I think that's a little I guess it's more of an observation than anything and I'm not trying to get too political but but it's definitely interesting I hear what you're saying I agree I think there's there's some risk there but Really, time will tell. I think, you know, at the end, we're all going to come out of this. We're going to grow. We're going to be leaner and meaner. We're going to be, uh, you know, able to, to survive maybe slightly more adverse situations. And really, hopefully, we're all learning and, and coming out of this better than we came in. Yeah, I don't think um, I'm going to come out leaner. Maybe with a few. But that's just me. Well, that's maybe not so literally. But um, <laughs> at the same point in how we, how we live and act. And hopefully, it yeah. allows people to really go back and... and you know, being family and your hobbies and, and take a step back, at least in the U.S. I know there's been a, a big influx over the last 10, 15 years of putting in long hours and really kind of giving your life to work. And I, I hope that at the end of this, we can all realize again what, what's a little bit more important um, and be able to take that time for ourselves and be able to take that time for our families, uh, similar to what a lot of people are doing to, uh, to really stay sane th- during this time. Yes, we're pretty fortunate that both you and I, we have families and maybe not large lots by any means, but having a little bit of space, uh, I feel for the people that are in a a lot of um, closer quarters than that, like uh, apartment buildings and such. But uh, I think trying to find ways to stay connected if you don't have family and, and, and as much as I usually am not a big advocate for uh, social media, it seems to be finding a place right now. And so definitely for those uh, that, that need to stay or uh, might be having a little bit of difficulty alone on their own, you know, re- reach out to somebody, reach out to us. I think that's a big one. We've mentioned that before, but uh, I know you and I are both more than willing to say hi, see what's going on, chat about your bikes or what your passion is or what you want to do when this is all over. So I, yeah, I appreciate you saying that, Brad. Next week, uh, the plan here is to really go over a lot of the discussions we've seen, heard um, from some of this from our Slacker community. Uh, we've gotten some feedback and, and just discussion points and answers to, to hypothetical questions we've posed and things like that. Um, so next week, we'll take, some, take an opportunity to kind of shout out to those that are responding, those that have sent us an email, sent us a message on Facebook. Uh, Instagram, wherever it is that you've caught us at Slacker Moto. Um, please feel free this week to give us a shout out, bring up a discussion point, really just say anything. And uh, next week we'll, we'll bring it up. We'll chat about it. We'll uh, kind of take some time to, to just go over what the Slacker community has been talking about and what we're seeing and uh, kind of just keep this, this rolling, try to really bring this community in during this time when, uh, when people are feeling a little bit isolated, a little bit alone. So uh, reach out, email, Facebook, Instagram, Patreon, wherever you can find us, uh, really in all the, uh, the major, major spots. We look forward to, uh, to hearing from you and talking with and about you next week. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll go from there. But otherwise, guys, stay safe, stay smart, take care of yourselves. And we look forward to talking with you next week. Right on. Mm-hmm.